All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless. I'm Logan, sitting here with Dustin Angle and Morgan Irby, and he's on another errand. Where are you at this time, Morgan? Uh, well, I got done dropping the trash off because the apartment smelled like crap, and now I'm getting the wife food again because we didn't have any food ready to thaw to cook when I got home. So, Where are you going to? I to go do that. Well, would you like to take a guess? Or Jersey Mike's? <laughs> it's Jersey Mike's for those that can't see what he's showing us. <laughs> Why? Because the wife is pregnant and that is what she is craving. It was either that or taco smell. <laughs> <laughs> J Mike's it is. <laughs> All right, at let's she, kick. Go ahead. I said at least she took the healthy alternative. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's kick things off with. Uh, our semi-new segment, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly from the ACC Week 2. Uh, all right, Angle, if you want to start that one. Sure. Uh, right back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't forget right. your mask. Yep. Hey, I'm here to rob your store. <laughs> <laughs> all right, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly for me. Um, I got to say the good was Miami. Um, 485 yards of offense, average 10.8 yards of pass. Cameron Harris, the running back. First of all, great name, Cameron. Got to believe he was named after the rapper. But uh, 130 yards on the ground. Um, they, they really piled it up. And against a team that we thought was going to be pretty good and probably is pretty good in Louisville. So that was my good. My bad's wake. Um, thank goodness their defense gets a week off this week because they've given up 79 points in two weeks. 45 to NC State and whatever the rest were to Clemson. Uh, maybe we'll find out that Clemson and NC State were good, but for a team that was supposed to have a great defense, it just it hasn't been a great start for them. And then my ugly, um, I, well, it is what it is, right? It's Duke. Uh, three lost fumble. I've got the you know Carolina fandom and everything, but I just got to call a spade a spade. Three lost fumbles, 0 for 3 in the red zone, six sacks. Uh, they went over for the game on kicking. Uh, it's it, it wasn't it wasn't a good showing against a team that we really didn't know anything about coming out of the gate. And and again, maybe Boston College has it together. They've got that new defensive coordinator. So yeah, I, I agree that the, I think the jury's out on NC State, but I think we can safely assume Clemson is good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's see a few more games. Yeah, it's not not a big enough sample size. <laughs> All right, All right, Dustin, you good, bad, ugly ACC week two. Uh, good. I'm going to you mainly because, uh, humble brag, I called it. Um, Pierre King, he came out, he threw 325 yards and only spent nine running. I basically the opposite of what he did the week before. Um, he also hit seven different receivers. So good to see him doing that. Uh, bad. I, I not just wake. I think it's state and wake both. I mean, that was 97 points and 848 yards in one football game. That's ridiculous. This is not the Big 12. This isn't Mike Leach scoring 66 points with an air raid offense. I don't know where the defense was in that game. Um, and ugly, I mean, yeah, look, you got to call it spade a spade, as you say. Duke was terrible. Um, five turnovers. Uh, three of them were fumbles, two were interceptions. One of the fumbles was literally a takeaway. The, the back just pulled it out of the hands of the wide receiver and ran off with it. 
I mean, it was just a disaster of a week, and there's really no other way to put it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm not sure if Morgan's back yet, so I guess I'll go ahead. Um, you know, good, obviously, Miami, for reasons y'all said, so I won't get into that. But um, also, I'm going to say good for the NC State offense. It, from a, a team that could not score the ball last year outside of games against Western Carolina and East Carolina, putting up 45 points on a Power 5 school was still nothing to sneeze at. Uh, last year, in particular, they I believe they had – 10 runs of 20 plus yards all season long. They had seven in one game against the Demon Deacons. And so that, that just shows when you, the talent has been there. They've been recruiting pretty well over the last few years. So when you actually have a real offensive coordinator and Tim Beck to come in, the offense was putting up points and putting up points in a hurry. So hopefully that continues. We'll see this weekend against Tech, hopefully. Um, the bad, it, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, we called them to lose to uh, UCF. But they, it wasn't even close. I mean, it was just an ugly showing from an ACC school against a group of five school. So that was bad and ugly. We covered it. I mean, no need to beat it at worst, but I will. Duke sucked. Duke Lake was terrible. They turned the ball over. You wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't have thought that there had been a different quarterback from last year uh, running the offense with how the offense was taking care of the ball. Uh, I'm not sold on this year's Duke team yet. I mean, they had one decent showing against Notre Dame, but they looked terrible against a probably mediocre Boston College team with a new head coach and a new system. So definitely the ugly. But All right, so Morgan, ACC week two, good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, I'll start with the good. Uh, once again, you know, Clemson does what they always do. They showed why they're Clemson. They showed up, they did their job, and, you know, they – Citadel away. And if you want to do two teams for showing up and doing their business, and you know Notre Dame did the same thing. Um, you know, you know, they, they did what you expected them to do. Ugly. You know, I could go Georgia Tech, I could go Syracuse. I mean, they just looked ugly. You know, and jumping on for everyone else. You know, the bad was just. Uh, okay, I did that backwards, didn't I? Sorry, my words. You can do it. It's all good. Want, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. My brain is fried after this day. Uh, sorry. The bad would be sorry. Bad was Syracuse, and uh, they were just bad. I, ugly is Duke. I mean, he they just they haven't shown. I guess Chase Bryce hasn't shown what he's capable of doing yet. I guess Coach Cutcliffe is still whispering in his ear, you know, hoping he's gonna be his next. Um, Denny Dimes or or Eli or or Peyton, so that's that's my take. <laughs> All right, All right. Moving on to the next topic, uh, the next segment we're going to call it the weekend look ahead with Ryan Angle. So we previewed the Ryder Cup last week. We were all really excited to bring that to you. Um, it's a really cool golf tournament between the U.S. and the world. The best of them. There's like a whole draft and. So I was really excited to uh, to pay attention to that. It usually happens on a Tuesday leading up to it. It's a five-day event, all about America, et cetera, et cetera. It's this week um, in 2021. Uh, and they named it the 2020 Ryder Cup. And it's next September this week. I have no clue why they called it the 2020 Ryder Cup. So forgive us for being excited about it last week. <laughs> and not Just off by the... 364 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> days, yeah. Or days, yeah. <laughs> but we well, who, knows? who knows with the pandemic it could be that many weeks yeah right it seems <laughs> like what day is this again sunday so 
Well, speaking of Sunday, um, the U.S. Open was won by Bryson DeChambeau. That's a big deal in golf. He won by six strokes. He was the only guy under par. It's a big deal. It's worth mentioning. They surprised him. Uh, at the end, he hadn't been with his family in a very long time due to the pandemic, and he was walking off the course and uh, kind of passed by a video screen and realized it was his family, which is a pretty cool little moment. Um, so that's our brief update on golf. Uh, looking ahead to the SEC. <laughs> um so you got two kind of interesting games, right? Uh, we, we've brought this up previously, but um, big fans of this podcast, right? Uh, Mike Leach and Michigan State are taking on LSU this weekend. That could be a very fun game. Mississippi State. Yeah. Mississippi what did I say? State. Yeah, you said Michigan said State. Michigan. Oh, man. We're all we don't, we don't talk, talk hey, We don't talk thought, Big Ten here. I thought, thought this here. was a Southern podcast, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> all over the place today. Our four <laughs> listeners are really going to be upset. <laughs> so it's uh yeah mike leach michigan uh, doing it again mississippi state versus lsu and that should be a pretty interesting game obviously we think lsu is going to come out and well and just your comments from mike leach alone will be will be priceless <laughs> this post-game <laughs> interview is worth tuning in for whether they win or lose and then lane, uh, lane kiffin is hosting florida um in oxford mississippi with Ole miss so both of those games are about 17-point underdogs, but it, 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 it still should be good. And then finally, for our weekend look ahead, it is a Southern podcast, so we'll talk briefly about NASCAR. So we've got the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs going on. We're basically three races in. We've had the cut as of last Sunday, the first cut. So we've got 12 of the 16 drivers that remain. Um, last Sunday was the Bristol night race. We had Kevin Harvick kind of bore his way to another win over Kyle Busch, who is still winless this season last year's champion uh and we've got three kind of exciting races coming up we've got the vegas race which is a, a home home track for kyle bush and kurt bush um two guys that are that are superstars in the sport we've got talladega which is a massive super speedway track down in alabama more on that later and then uh, the charlotte roval which is where they turn the charlotte racetrack into a road course so long story short is harvick's out in front of everybody right now denny hamlin um, is 19 back. He's got nine wins. Or, yeah, I think I'm saying that right. No, six wins. And uh, so he's no slouch either. You got Brad Kozlowski, Joey Logano. Those guys are teammates racing for Ford. And then you've got Chase Elliott in fifth, um, the people's champion. He's the first Chevy. So they're hey. basically. <laughs> so it's Bill Elliott's kid uh, for those that were raised on the sport. Even worse. <laughs> just, just to interrupt your your loving of Chase over here, yeah. Those of us who uh, enjoyed NASCAR in the early '90s, boo, boo Bill <laughs> Elliott, boo Chase Elliott. So, for those of us that are used to being in the corner with the, uh, you know, the uppity people that nobody likes, uh, I'll keep rooting for my fifth place Chase to make yeah. it into the championship four. Well, as long as you don't root, root for crybaby uh, Kyle Busch, everything's good. Yeah, he's won no races this year, so. Good. He can take his bag of M&Ms and go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because the, race, <laughs> the race is at Vegas this weekend, so I'm sure that's exactly what he'll be doing. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's pretty much our weekend look ahead. You've got the SEC, you've got NASCAR Cup uh, playoffs, and then, of course, we've got our regular uh, ACC pick'em. Yeah, and speaking of the ACC pick'em, let's jump right into it. Uh, so, 
just to start off an update on what our records are predicting right now, Dustin's in first place with 12 and two, because he, the one that gave him the edge was the Miami Louisville game. Um, the rest of us didn't get that one right last week. So Dustin's 12 and two, while the other three of us are 11 and three. And we'll keep you updated week to week on uh, how we picked on that. So first game of the <laughs> – well, this is an ugly one. First game of the uh, of week three schedule, we've got Georgia Tech versus Syracuse. <laughs> All right, I'm going to start with uh, Morgan on this. What's your take, Morgan? Who wins? Um, can we say it ends three nothing maybe? <laughs> you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, I'll – you know, I'd, I'd have to flip a coin on who gets the field goal in the fourth quarter, but um, a safety, be a lot maybe. Of, maybe even a safety. Hell, I'll go three-two. Safety on one side, field goal on the other. Two nothing in the fourth quarter, and Georgia Tech kicks a field goal to win it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you want me to say? It's boring. All right, said. Like we said, unfiltered opinions, right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> ACC's not going to pay us to to Chip. rep them anytime soon. <laughs> just like Beamer's not walking, Beamer's not walking through the front door. Just like the triple option isn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Angle, Georgia Tech versus Syracuse. I echo the poopy sentiments. This isn't a fun game. Uh, <laughs> Sims put up. Sims is the quarterback for Georgia Tech. He put up two hundred and forty-four with another eighty-four on the ground. That's. Wonderful. If that's your entire offense, I'm not tuning in for that. Gross. Uh, I guess Georgia Tech. All right, Dustin. Uh, Syracuse in two games has 16 points and 373 yards of offense. Georgia Tech. At least they've scored a few more points and had a few more yards than that. All right. Yeah, just to echo everyone's sentiments, horrible, boring game. Georgia Tech, no need to get into it. All right, next game. Um, we've got Louisville versus Pitt. So it's really, in my mind, it's kind of like an offense versus defense kind of game. Uh, but then again, Louisville's offense didn't really necessarily show out against Miami, but they didn't do bad. So I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Louisville just because uh, Pitt put up 21 points on a bad Syracuse team last week. Their defense is good, but will their defense be enough to be able to, like, uh, keep up with Louisville's offense? I don't think it will. So I'm going with the Cardinals uh, by about one score, maybe two. All right, Dustin. Yeah, um, this is offense versus D. <clears throat> I would think uh, – I look, Pitt's D has me tempted, but what I'm, would have, what I'm worried about is whether they can keep up scoring. Um, I think Louisville has a good offense. If, you, if they did that well against Miami, I think they're likely to win this game. So I'm going with Louisville just because of the offense. All right, Morgan. Um, agree with all you guys so far. It's going to be a good game, you know, offense versus defense. But I think Pitt's defense is going to shut them down most of the game. I think Pitt wins it. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Pitt's defense shows up throughout the entire game because we talked about it earlier, you know, how good Pitt's defense is. So I think, I think they've stuffed Louisville. And like I said, it's going to be a close game, but Pitt wins. All right, Ankle. I'm taking Louisville. Um, they put up 35 basically in each game, including to Miami. We've already mentioned this. I think their offense is better than that Pitt defense. And the reason why is that Pitt defense has played Austin P in Syracuse. So it's not – we don't know that that's real. 
Louisville. All right, next game. Uh, we have Duke versus Virginia. All right, I'm going to throw it over to Dustin for his home team. <laughs> so I, I was once given advice by a good buddy of ours that when you bet, you always bet against your team because when they win and you lose, you're happy. And when you, they when they do lose and your bet goes right, then you're still happy because your bet was right. So taking that advice on top of Mark Gilbert and Josh Blackwell, both of our starting corners have are out indefinitely from injury as recent as a couple of days ago. And Mark Gilbert being the one who has been out for a couple of years, man can't catch a break. I'm going with the unproven unknown UVA. Also let's add in there, David Cutcliffe has never beat Bronco uh, men and all ever. So him and Pat Narduzzi just perfect against Duke. Feels like Carolina can't catch a break against Bronco either, but maybe he's just good against North Carolina teams. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Angle, Duke versus Virginia. UVA by six. Just I I, I don't know anything about UVA, but Duke played so bad I can't take them against Virginia. Yeah. All right, Morgan. Uh, I I never pull for UVA. I never pick them, but. (laughs) You know, I'm agreeing that if if Duke shows up playing the way they did last week, then UVA. But UVA hasn't played a game yet. Duke has. So Duke's already kind of knocking some of the rust, so you say, off of off their pads, whereas UVA is coming in not knowing what they're going to do with a brand-new quarterback. So I, I'm going to say UVA, but another close game, I think. Probably going to be – I'll, I'll go for Angle. I'll agree about six points, probably. All right. So UVA? Yeah, UVA. Yeah, no. I, I, pick, I picked a Duke earlier, but, you know, if UVA can keep rolling forward with the same offense they had last year for new quarterback, then UVA will probably probably win. Swayed you to the dark side. Let the record show that the Hokie fan picked UVA. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get struck by lightning here now. All right, so uh, I'm not sold on UVA. Um, Bryce Perkins isn't under center anymore. The offense, I'm not really – I really don't think they're going to put up the points today because he was their offense. But with that being said, Duke looked like absolute crap last weekend, so I got UVA in a close game. All right. All right, so next we got a non-conference matchup between Texas State and Boston College. And uh, Boston College looked pretty good, um, relatively speaking, for what we had preseason expectations for them. The defense looked pretty stout. We'll, I don't think this game will really tell us much about them. I got BC winning by a couple scores. All right, Angle. I have BC, too. The only thing I know about Texas State, it's where uh, Coach Taylor went for a year when he was having <laughs> – a terrible time of life in Friday Night Lights. He missed Riggins. That was a good documentary, that Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> hey, Dustin. Uh, Boston College. And Morgan picked Boston College. Yeah, Morgan's busy on his errand, so we'll move to the next game. <laughs> uh, Florida, Florida State versus the U. Um, you know, this used to be a, a big-time marquee game back in the Reagan administration, but Ronald Reagan isn't president anymore. <laughs> So, um, Florida State, but it looks like they're still off track at the moment. They're, I think their head coach is out because he uh, contracted COVID. Um, they didn't look good from what we've seen. Miami looks pretty good this year. Uh, De'Eric King 
uh, really showed out against Louisville. So I got I got Miami in that one. Dustin, going with you once again this week. Uh, Norvell's out with COVID. They look like a mess when they when he was there. Um, the U looks like they're playing good football. Morgan, what's that? Uh, Florida State versus University of Miami. Uh, Miami. I, I never picked Free Shoes University. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Angle. I'm going Miami. King in the rushing just seemed to be ahead of Florida State. Brevin Jordan in the red zone is a nightmare. It's it, it, Yeah, Miami. All right. So, all right, so next matchup, uh, we have uh, the North Carolina State Wolfpack versus the Virginia Tech Hokies. Uh, Morgan, I'm going to throw it to you on that one. What do you think? It's tough to say. New defensive coordinator, Bud Foster, retired. Uh, who, who shows up? Who, who, you know, we find out tomorrow for the final COVID test um, who's going to be allowed to play and, and who isn't. Um, more trash, by the way. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan never misses an opportunity to get his chores done during the podcast. <laughs> I, it, it really comes down to if Tech's defensive uh, front can shut down the running game that NC State had last week. If we can do that, may I, I don't know. Tech probably wins, but it's going to be nasty. Tech wins by a touchdown. All right, Angle. I, uh, if the game is played, it's a big if, right? Yeah. Um, I think I think it's NC State. I just don't think Tech has the players because of all the stuff that they've had to go through with this virus stuff recently. So I'm picking NC State because Tech doesn't have any players, not because I think NC State is good. <laughs> I had to throw that one in there. All right, Dustin. Uh, going with uh, <laughs> NC State for a lot of the same reasons. I mean, Tech hasn't played a football game yet. We, I think no. their depth chart's going to be depleted. I mean, who knows what who shows up on the field. So, yeah. NC State. All right, so this one's tough for me because obviously I want NC State to win. I expect Virginia Tech to win just from being an NC State fan for quite a long time. But it's they haven't played yet. Uh, they've, they've got uh, – right now it's still up in the air whether the game actually happens. And uh, – as the rumors swirling around, so Casey, yeah, the rumors swirling around the tech program are that Herndon Hooker has been uh, in quarantine for a little while now yep. due to contact tracing. So if he's not playing and they have a depleted roster, I think the pack and their running game will have enough to pull out a close one against Tech at Lane Stadium. So I'm, I'm going with the pack against probably my better judgment. Go Pack. Yeah, yeah Bra Braxton's quarterbacking. By the way, I think that's already been determined. Well, you clearly didn't take my advice. Always bet against your team. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I'm tr sticking with the same philosophy I had last week. So. <laughs> All right. I mean, it, it really is like their secondary is also depleted as well. Caleb Farley decided he didn't want to play anymore and want to get ready for the draft so he can get taken, you know, eighth overall by the Patriots probably. Yeah, but um, you, a couple of your corners, I believe, are out. And also throw in there, too, that the new defensive line coach at NC State is Charlie Wild, so he's very familiar with the personnel when it comes to scouting is. Virginia Tech. He is. He, he, knows our, he knows their weaknesses, but, you know, we also have the Buffalo Bills defensive line coach now coaching. So maybe he brings something new that, you know, Bud Foster overlooked. I don't know. I mean, because, you know, the Bills have been a juggernaut last few years. So, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> so if we run if we run the table this week like we've been doing the last couple of weeks, you know, we'll go eighteen and two. In a in COVID times. I mean, obviously we're experts. I don't understand why ESPN hasn't reached out yet. Like this is clearly <laughs> a top notch podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for them to reach out to us so we can secure the bag, you know. <laughs> I'm just looking for a little of that mailbox money. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for a little bit of that diaper money. <laughs> We, you can get into that in a little bit, Morgan. Diaper and Jersey Mike's. <laughs> All right, next topic, uh, end of summer songs. All right, take it away, Angle. All right, so we, we're kind of trying to come up with different things that aren't sports. Um, obviously, it's a Southern podcast. SEC, ACC, it's a big deal right now. But at the same time, we've got a whole list of other topics that we kind of wanted to cover. And so we figured one of the best ways to – this would be a good time to fit in one of those topics, right? So uh, we all go to a buddy's bay house each year, right? And basically what we're trying to come up with is the best like end of summer or like nostalgic looking back on the fall, looking back on, you know, the beach trip or looking back on uh, your, your summer weekends or your college experience, a guy's trip, whatever. There's a lot of songs that are written about it. It's, it's the song that, you know, it when you hear it, right? It's a great sunset. It's friendships shared over, a, you know, around a couple drinks it's a song that makes you wistful for days gone by or a special moment in time kind of comes on immediately takes you to that golden pink like happy hour place kind of quiet the day fades away from you a little bit you get to sip your drink and it's like ah like that's that's what we're looking for so like boys of summer by don henley that's a very classic like first round hall of fame pick for this category but we we're kind of trying to come up with some other ones that maybe weren't, weren't quite as easy to come up with so the idea was to take our favorites, put them out here on the podcast, and then we could put them into a Spotify playlist and then send a link out um, so that people could kind of get the idea of what we were going for. Maybe we can get some comments and, and maybe there's some we've missed. So I don't know. Logan, do you want to? Yeah, I'll You're kick it off. Of the music. Yes. So, uh, so I went with uh, my top three probably. I'm going to go with number three first. <clears throat> Um, is definitely, it's a song that came out in 2014 by John party, uh, called up all night. And, uh, it's kind of like, the, it's a very, it's the kind of song you want to roll the windows down and just kind of ride down, um, a road and just listen to during the, like the spring and the summer. It, it, for me, like it was a song that me and my friends listened to a lot in college as we were riding around when we first moved to Raleigh, like, uh, piling into uh, my 2001 expedition at the time and riding through NC state, just trying to figure out Raleigh. So we played that song a lot. So it kind of brings back memories from that. So that's definitely like a, a fun driving song. So John parties up all night. Then number two, similar, similar kind of uh, memory for me. Like it's a song by Gary Allen called get off on the pain came out in 2010. It was the title track for his record. And that was like the first CD I bought when I got my license. So every single day, it was the first song on the record, I believe. And every single day as I was driving down uh, our baseball field, the baseball practice, you had to go down a dirt road to get to the uh, baseball field every single day in my Ford uh, F1, 1994 F-150, I'd have the, the crank windows and I'd, uh, roll, I'd reach over on the passenger side and roll down that window and roll down the driver's side window. And I'd, I'd blare, get off on the pain by Gary Allen, like thinking I was cool. Like at 16 <laughs> years old, you know, anything about real pain uh, going down the, the dirt road to baseball practice. So anytime I hear that, it just takes me back to being 16 and going to baseball practice. Did, did you have the cassette adapter? Isn't that Yes, I had player? the, we, I had a cassette player, no CD player. So I had to get, do the, go to Walmart, get the cassette adapter, put it in there, plug it into my phone and, uh, and play it on my, over my iPod at the time. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I play it on my iPod. So yeah, 
kind yeah. of uh generate the generational difference here is uh when i use a adapter at one point i had the anti-skip uh <laughs> cd player yeah cd player <laughs> <laughs> 45 right. seconds of ASP. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now it's a bit your CD scratched. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And my number one song is one of my favorite songs in all of music. It's, I, in my opinion, it's like one of the perfect summer songs just from the, the sonic, sonically with the song. The, uh, the subject matter is about like a, a summer love kind of thing, but it's Kenny Chesney's Anything But Mine. It's literally a very oh, soothing nice. kind of like great summer song. And then to tie it back into the Southern theme we have, part of the music video was filmed at uh, Family Kingdom in Myrtle Beach, uh, right in front of the, the hurricane ride. So like, it's the perfect kind of like, you know, coastal kind of summer kind of vibe to it. So, and that's, and like I said, it's one of my favorite songs in all of music. And that's one of those few songs that anytime it comes on it, I never skip it. So definitely number one, Anything But Mine by Kenny Chesney. In the morning, she's leaving, headed back to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Morgan. Uh, you go ahead, Bon. I'm, I'm gonna wait. All right, that's fine. I struggled with this because I was trying to get it down to three. I feel like there's three that are really easy, but I want to throw honorable mention to Chase Rice, Beach Town, because he's basically singing about Wrightsville Beach. He's admitted oh. to it. He's talked about it. it. Go, we'll put it on the playlist. Go listen to that song. That is summer romance in Wrightsville Beach. For the three of us that went to school and Morgan lived on the beach, it's it's uh, that's a great song. Um, talks about his his girl of the summer going away to Florida State. Anyways, you can listen to it. It's, we're not going to cover that here. But going into that, uh, number three for me, the guys will laugh, but especially Morgan, it's Clocks by Coldplay. <laughs> of course, we couldn't get through a list of music without Coldplay. There's a reason why. It's a very specific thing, and it relates to Wrightsville Beach. In 2008, Hurricane Bertrand, I believe I'm saying that correct, came through, and we had the Wrightsville Beach Pro-Am surfing. And this was cool, man. We had some big names coming to town, and they were surfing right in front of us. And on Sunday afternoon, which is God's afternoon in the summertime, right? Sunday afternoon, Wrightsville Beach, the sun's fading over the – Morgan's wiping back tears. (laughs) (laughs) Sun's fading over the horizon behind the beach houses. They opened it up for everybody to go out and surf. So I grab a board and head out in these little teeny tiny hurricane waves because they couldn't have, they're not anything to write home about. And I'm sitting out there and the waves are just perfect shade of pink and they're playing the music over the loudspeakers. This didn't happen very often. And Coldplay's Clocks comes on and I'm like, this is a little cheesy. And then as I'm kind of surfing in, I'm like, okay, this is nice. And as he's coming, as I'm coming like through the wave on this little teeny tiny wave, right? We're sitting there and I hear the words about like, uh, nothing could ever be better than this. And then as I hit the shore break, it's home over and over and over again. And I'm like, man, I could, I could, I could, I could live here. I could do this. So of course I moved three years later, but cold play clocks <laughs> for me. That's a great song. We play it at our buddy's bay house all the time. It, it's a perfect sunset song. Number two, Fleetwood Mac gypsy. Um, it reminds me of growing up as a kid. Um, it's just for me that for whatever reason, that's the AM radio song. People always had their, always had their radios out on the beach. It just brings me back to playing in the, in the sand underneath the stilt houses next to the seagrass, you know, the whole, the whole nine just really brings me back to memories of childhood, having the, having the nostalgia of going to the beach. And just, that was the one place where everything seemed to work perfectly and the sun set and 
it was awesome. Have the old weathered striped patterns on my grandparents' beach chairs. I mean, I, I can remember everything, right? So that always brings me back. And then number one is Talladega. So Logan, you had a couple things about uh, my air church. Um, you had a couple things about uh, vehicles, but man, when he sings about taking four buddies on four bald tires in the back of a crappy, I think it's a what Winnebago, but we we had more than four. I think it was six guys pile into my Chevy Astro van. Door didn't stay on the side of it. It was hanging off the side. We had it clipped on with bungee cords and we drove that thing from Wilmington all the way down to PCB. That thing went all over the place. It went on tour uh, with some bands for a little bit. It went all over the country, but uh, just the idea of standing there shoulder to shoulder on a, on a guy's trip, just either watching a race or being in Chicago or some of the other epic things that we've done together. Whenever I hear that song, it immediately brings me back to a moment in time of hanging out with these guys or hanging out with a, a similar group. So those are the three for me. All right. Uh, Morgan. Oh. Morgan, Dustin, one or the other. <laughs> go, go ahead, Dustin. Me. You go ahead, man. I'm, I, I got a bunch in my head, and I'm trying to fix it right now. All right. <laughs> I got you. Uh, I, I basically took four. I'm glad I took one of them because Logan picked one of them. If you can't tell that we're brothers, we're – we're obviously going to be on the same page about something. Um, so my first one's cheating a little bit, but I'm going to do it anyway because it's my list. Um, talking about, you know, going down to the Bay uh, to our but our buddy's place, one of our friends, one of the uh, folks whose house it is, Chris, his uh, every day when we're down there, starting at about 10 a.m. throughout the entire day, he puts on Dave Matthews. And it's just like, the Dave Matthews mix that goes on and on and on. And I've listened to Dave Matthews, but not as much as when I've spent time by the water with those guys hanging out, you know, just doing what we do. And now because I've heard it so much, you know, if I hear ants marching or crash into me or any of those songs, I immediately am just like down on the Chesapeake Bay down in Matthews, Virginia, just hanging out with like all these guys and like, it's just, it's, it's like a, all you just hear is a couple notes and like, you're there. And uh, so that's thanks to him and like that playlist. So I'll give him a shout out and credit for that. Um, Similarly uh, there, there have been more than a couple of summers where we've been down there and we just, we'll pick a song and we'll just play it over and over and over and over again. (laughs) And uh, all summer long kid rock when that came out, I mean, yeah. that song was played over and over and over to the point that like people were like, enough. <laughs> Generally it was the neighbors as the fireworks were going off at four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Matthews County Sheriff saying enough, but, Oof. but the, uh, that was a fun night. <laughs> <laughs> but that song, like, you know, it's, it's talking about, it paints the picture of summer you know, like a beautiful, awesome summer spent by the water and then it's coming to a close and you're reflect, you're starting to reflect on it and how much fun it was and how much you're going to miss it. And it kind to me, it really paints a picture in a way that a lot of kid rock music doesn't. <laughs> so, um, another song that gets played and that kind of, I've noticed, uh, Night Moves, Bob Seger. Yes. Cause it's kind of just a very like, it's about like coming of age summertime 
Um, it's also hints at the fall, you know, autumn closing in, like that sort of thing. And it's kind of like talking about coming to an end point and having to move on from that. And that song to me is always kind of like really resonated. Our dad, Logan and I's dad loves Bob Seger. So we grew up listening to Bob Seger all our lives. And like that song just has always stood out. Um, so those would be my three. Anything but mine was the crossover. Uh, so we can put that on the playlist twice. <laughs> <laughs> We can throw as much Seeger as you want on that playlist. He was the highlight of our Louisville trip. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll have to get into that one of these days. But, yeah, uh, Bob Seeger. Uh, and my daughter apparently loves Bob Seeger because when I play it, she loves it. So <laughs> There you go. Raising her right. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Morgan. Now you're up. You got to pick one. All right. I know I don't have any good descriptions like you guys just gave. I apologize. You know, it just when I think of in the summer, you know, one good song that comes to mind. I don't know why. Um, Everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears. Just a good, good melody. It's a good, you know, if you, for instance, sitting by the bay at the ocean in the summer, waves is crashing in. I think the the way the song rolls, just kind of you can sit back for a good glass and and listen to it. Um, next up, I'm going to follow along with Bob Seger because Brody first came. Uh, he uh, he would sit there and get quiet, stop crying when I put on Bob Seger and uh, Main Street. Always, I don't know what it is about Main Street, that song. Um, growing up, I, it was one of my favorite, probably. Um, it just might be from a small town, I guess. And Number one song for me is a torn. I'm torn between "Running on Empty" by Jackson Brown. He just, you know, and you, you think of the lyrics. He's running on empty. You know, he's getting towards the end there, and then uh, "Seasons" by uh, Chris Cornell. Um, it just uh, once again, the way that the, he, you know, Chris Cornell, you know, sings it, the lyrics, and how the the, the tunes go with it. It just, it's another good song I like to listen to towards the end of the end of summer sorry i don't have a lot of great descriptions like you guys just gave but um in, in my head I, I know what i'm listening to and it's not always great to best for me to to get those words out when i'm listening to it morgan is that a solo um song by chris cornell or was it with a band yeah he had from correct he no it was uh well, he wrote it as a solo project. He was still with Soundgarden at the time because I hadn't broken up because he had written it for the movie Singles, if I'm correct. It came out okay. in the early 90s. Uh, Cameron Crowe film, if I'm correct. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong on that. I'm probably wrong on that. But it just, you know, I think of that song, I think of early fall, late summer, whenever I listen to it. Cool. I've never heard of it, so I'll have to check it out. It's a good song. When you hear it, you'll you'll know you'll 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 recognize it when you hear it. It's Seasons by Chris Cornell. Well, you're in luck. We're gonna have a uh, playlist with all these on there. We're easily accessible for you to be able to check God, it out. Perfect. Why didn't I think of this? <laughs> Genius. <laughs> I like it. All right. The next segment. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk of the Supreme Court lately. So Angle and I are gonna recuse ourselves in this one, seeing as we are not fathers, and we're gonna go to the. Uh, the daddy daycare segment for the two fathers on, on the podcast. <laughs> oh, uh, Morgan, we could take this oh, all sorts of different ways, but I say let's oh. kind of hone in on uh, 
we both recently took beach trips. So you took yep. Brody and oh, Crystal, yeah. packed the whole family up, went down to I think Atlantic Beach. Uh, I just did this a yep. similar thing. Me and Jenny and Emmy all packed up the the Kia Soul and drove down to uh, Myrtle Beach, <laughs> and uh, and you know we can kind of dig into this a little bit, but you know just an overview all of right. it. So far, I've packed yeah. and unpacked the car three times um, because we came home for a night here in my hometown and then went to Myrtle Beach. That was one time, then at the beach, and then now we've unpacked it again because we're back in my hometown before going back this weekend. Um, on the way down, like, to be fair, let me caveat all this, Emerson's actually been pretty good at, as a traveler, so I shouldn't complain, but I'll do it anyway. We... Uh, we were driving along and Jenny's like, Oh no. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Cause she's sitting in the back seat and it's just an explosion and out of her diaper into the car seat. And we're on oh. middle of nowhere, Eastern North Carolina on 74, 15 miles from the closest oh. anything. And I'm like, well, <laughs> uh, Chadburn, North Carolina's, 25 minutes away so there's a wonderful hardy's <laughs> and that's where we went we pulled off in chadburn north carolina hardy's parking lot <laughs> pulling her out putting her clothes into like a bag to either throw away or wash later and what you know just you know cleaning all of that out that was our and we're like we're so close you couldn't have waited an hour and no, uh no no, no, <laughs> did you no get hardy's did you get hardy's when you were done Welcome we got food. a, we, we did not. We got a coffee and a water because I was just like, I'm getting something. <laughs> <laughs> was the coffee for you or the baby? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wasn't for her. I didn't want any more explosions. No. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, we obviously get down there and everything. I mean, she's been good to be two months old and to travel in new environments and stuff. She's done great, but you know, it's a That's whole perfect. new experience. I, I texted these guys this week. I was like, 15 years ago, I went to the beach with my orange riceful beach towel that I bought at the wings right there off of uh, what, like Lumina Drive or whatever yep. it is. And, uh, and maybe a few beers. And now I had a wagon. I didn't even have a wagon, but I had a wagon's equivalent of stuff. I had a beach tent, two beach chairs, a beach uh, blanket to put down, we had waters and food. We had, uh, you know, diaper bags. We had everything. <laughs> Her little like play pen to be in so that she mm -hmm. could sleep while we were on the beach. Um, it, it was actually unseasonally cool. So in a way that was probably a good thing because uh, she was not like overheated or hot at all. Um, and she actually did really well. We are out there two or three hours, you know, at a time and she, she did good other than having to hold her a little bit, but it's a production just to walk outside. And, uh, you know, I could share more, but I'm sure Morgan has a few similar stories or, or things he could share from his trip. At least a few days you spent over in, uh, Atlantic beach. Don't get in trouble. Joyful, joyful Atlantic beach. <laughs> Fancy Atlantic beach. No rednecks there. Uh, <laughs> Let's see here. It was a good trip. FC took a few times to pack the car just right. Crystal eventually took over because she's better at Tetris than I am. Um, I just <laughs> was throwing crap in there that didn't mix right. And uh, 
piggyback off of Dustin used to be when you go to the beach, it was a towel, a case of beer, maybe, depending on how many people were with you. If, um, and that was about it. <laughs> no sunscreen, no towel. You got four different kinds of sunscreen for the baby. You got a big blanket beach towel that the wife got off Amazon that doesn't collect sand. It falls right off. Let's see here. I gotta go down there and put up gotta go down there and put up the tent, you know, pre prior to them coming out. That took you know, each day was fun. Uh, How windy was it, Morgan? Was it really, really windy and it about flew away from you ten times? No, well, no, because we got the kind where you put sand in the four-cornered bags to keep it on the ground. That was my my point I made. If you're gonna buy a beach tent, get one that you can put you know, has the four corners with the sandbags or whatever. So that was perfect. We had that, but of course the baby only stayed out for maybe three hours at a time each day because he didn't want to take a nap on the beach. But we drug out there the baby bag, food, you know, baby water, pouches, whatever you want to call it. Uh, let's see. Uh, one night was fun. He decided he only wanted to sleep for two hours. That was real fun. <laughs> Let's see, we woke up Tuesday morning with maybe two hours of sleep, at which point the wife made the decision, we're going home. <laughs> so it was a fun trip. We had a great time, really. Um, it just, it, him being in a new environment, prior to that, we were moving from one apartment to another one. Um, we didn't have any bad uh, blowouts on the way there. <laughs> it used to be a tire, yeah. now it's something else. <laughs> yeah. So, the only issue we had, the only issue we had was um, there was no fighting his 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 feeding schedule. We were going to be on the road for one of the bottles, so when we pulled over, we had to get that out of the back that was not packed to get readily accessible. It was behind stuff, so we had to bring that out to make a bottle to feed him. Which bottle maybe should have just been made before we got on the road. That's my opinion, but I'll probably get in trouble for that one. You, we'll find out if Crystal listens to this uh, later this week. Morgan in the, but, in the I mean, his, for, his first, for his first beach trip, he, he loved the sand. You know, he loved being at the water. You know, he, he didn't cry at all while being on the beach. He just sat there and enjoyed it. And it was, you know, we can't wait to take him back. And next year, we'll be taking him back with his little sister, Bridget, who will be here in early December, we think now. Not late December anymore. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yes. Crystal went to the beach pregnant with a 10, 11 month old baby who didn't want to sleep at night. That was real fun. <laughs> Hopefully, you got a lot of photos that you can uh, make it look like a fun trip years later. No, it, it, it was a fun trip because we went with friends who we love really a lot. And it was a good time. When Crystal and the baby went to sleep, I stayed up late at night drinking with the rest of them um and i hadn't drunk much alcohol prior to that because of not having any time so it didn't take much to get drunk (laughs) (laughs) see benefits of fatherhood (laughs) yes it doesn't all you need is a six-pack now of yingling and you're good (laughs) (laughs) oh it's a fancy beer oh excuse me (laughs) oh oh, well i like i still like bush light come on No, that that sounds about right. I'm picking on on about making it look like a fun trip. It it is 
it's a good time. Like yeah. it's just more challenging uh, than it used to be. Even traveling. I mean, we had to stop twice on the drive home today because feeding schedules, like these kids eat, you know, at, yeah. at two months, they eat That's- every three hours. You got to stay on that schedule if you, if you don't, if, unless you want to fuss the angry baby that stays up all night. Yep. So that's, uh, for, for daddy daycare, we can, you know, we can revive this for other experiences that we have, but that was our, in a nutshell, Morgan and I's beach trips that have occurred in the past like two weeks. So we're fresh off of them and our memories are, are good and right on them. Oh yeah. <laughs> the joys of it really was a good trip i you know (laughs) he's covering himself in case crystal actually does listen to this (laughs) good photos man that's what that's what i appreciate the most but i mean obviously we haven't been able to see each other too much this year right besides these podcasts but i appreciate the photos and like the the, in the in on the private thread of like look at this look what's going on i'm like oh man okay Yeah. For uh, one more note, Brody uh, took three unassisted steps today. Oh, nice. nice. That's uh, awesome, standing, man. He, he just stands there and he starts walking. After about the third or fourth step, he falls either forward or backwards, depending on what time of the day it is. But Sounds like he could start for Virginia Tech. <laughs> <laughs> to bring this thing full circle. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's going to be an ugly game. <laughs> I look out to, but <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Miserable and Reckless, and we'll see you guys next time.